Sherlock. I'm coming to get you. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? I am mine. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. This shoot you between the balls. The disease. I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Better alive, you are coming with me. I'm going to kill them all, sir. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Charlie. With me, as always, is Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. Charlie, don't you? We've been recording and recording and recording. I keep waking up early, so I have to (laughs) record. This whole movie is about a race against time. This morning, I was racing against time to finish the movie before we even started recording. Yeah. I need a vacation. Yeah, but I think that's actually what started our schedule getting jacked in the first place was everyone was taking time. (laughs) Oh, no, we need to move our record date. Well, can we do it here? Oh, we got an interview. We got a two here. Um, Yeah. I got COVID. We got double up here. Oh, yeah, it's not just one of us that has jacked the schedule. It's, it's been every single party involved has yep. jacked up the schedule. Yep. The whole time. The whole time, man. But, this is supposed to be an easy side gig. You watch a movie, <laughs> you record on a Thursday, and then sometimes it goes, looks like we got to record two episodes in one day, so you better find time to watch two movies. Yeah, and this was a, you added one because we had an interview, so you've watched like three movies for the upcoming uh, episodes. I've been like trying to get through all of the final season of Stranger Things before it got completely, some stuff got spoiled, but it's like the internet doesn't care if the episode came out or the series. Spoiled. Yeah, it's instant, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Christ, guys, it's like I wanted to watch it with my wife and my little girl. They enjoyed it, and it took us a week to watch nine episodes. So get off my back, it's man. Fair, especially in the last two episodes, right. like four and a half hours or something. Oh, like that. yeah. I did not go to bed last night till way late. My kids staying up way later than they should have just to finish the stuff. So we're not going to spoil it. We're not going to talk about we're it. We're not going to spoil it. No, no, but no. I, I've got it's really weird now being a metalhead that has his own like vest. And no, it plays D and D, and now there's this character that everyone worships, Eddie, who does the same exact stuff. And I, I'm not like, oh man, I get bullied for these kind of things as a kid, like teenager. But it just feels weird. I'm still feeling very strange about it. Well, now's your time, Nate. It, that's that's the other is. thing. It's like, oh, now it's my time. But also, I always get in my own head, and like I wore my vest yesterday while out and about, and it's just like. Oh man, I don't want someone thinking I'm doing this just because of Stranger Things. Right? Yeah. Now, you know? now they're gonna think you're you're a poser. I did like, read. I have a Dio patch on my vest. You know, like I I did read something and I kind of laughed about it. Was I guess there was a tweet or something somebody put out was uh, we're sorry Metallica for all the fake fans you're about to get because of the show. 
And Metallica responded going, people are finding out about us. And if they like the song that plays, maybe they're going to like other ones we do. Yeah, so I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's the kind of logic you should have. That's been the other strange thing. Like some of the like idiot metalheads like gatekeeping Metallica. I'm like, that's what why? it is. Like literally everyone knows Metallica. Like and if you don't know Metallica, you've heard something off the Black Album. It's only like the biggest album of all times. They could retire right now and still live off the royalties of how many that damn album sells every single week. It's insane. They are the biggest metal band in the world. Yeah, I, that's like, that's all there is to it. You know, they period. It. It's it's on them. Like hundred percent. People can say what they Ste- want about Metallica, but I was gonna say it's whatever. Later Metallica, we get it. They get older. I under I the older I get, the more I understand. Like. That's a hard, that would be a hard life to live as I got older. Hell, I can't yeah. keep up with the simple life I live as I get older. I, I just, like right now, I'm in that weird spot of being a metalhead. It's like, oh, this is going to become like the thing that everyone's going to be hopped onto. And like, I usually don't gatekeep. I'm like, nah, I'll, I'll recommend you stuff all day. Like, I, I'm right for you. Yeah. You know, people like bitch about them wearing the shirts and not knowing the bands. Guess what? I'm, gonna, I'm not. I'm going to tell them who the band is if they don't know and be like, oh, you may like this. You might like this. Yeah. You should, if you like that, I'm you should check out this one. We're not knowing the songs of albums. I, my whole world. Dude, I don't keep up like that. I well, just like know. The hard thing growing up and like, like you ride the bus, you had like your CD player, your Walkman, right? Yeah. You don't have the CD with like the case with you. I usually no. did. So it's not like you get to know what the names of these songs are. until you got home and looked at the back of it. That's high school too. Yeah, then there was only a older few that had. You have printed. like a car with a CD player. You don't have the CD case with you. Once again, you just pop the CD in the CD player, and the old cars just never listed the title tracks, the artists, and all that like they do with the no. new cars. So you know, it's one of those. Also, when I'm driving, I'm not paying attention to that. No, I just I, like, I'll I admit know that it. every day of the week. I hate that whole oh, name three songs from that band. I'm like, dude, like I can name almost all the albums every yeah. time. And if I can't that- name the album, I can tell you what's on it. Exactly. So I, just, I've, I probably follow over a thousand artists on Spotify. You expect me to keep track of every <laughs> single damn song of every single damn band? Like, come on, man! I vastly listen to more music than most. So this is true. This is true. So okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know how we got all the way there. Uh, you finally got caught up <laughs> on Stranger Things, and I had to. Vent. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we we finally vented a little bit. I I still have a crap ton to catch up on on other shows. I yeah, might be- I got I, I might binge watch that over the next couple of days and get it done. Uh, I have seen the first episode, so I already know what I'm in for. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, our movie today, as everyone can see, we are doing what I consider an underrated gem from a fantastic director, John Woo. We're doing Broken Arrow, Nate. So somebody decided to make a poll. And had the option of yes to Broken Arrow or yes, because Nate has to watch another Travolta movie. And I don't know, something about the those polls, they didn't There seem was right. two options. One, they could vote for one or the other. That's what a poll yeah, is. Yeah, there's by something definition. about the results at the end of the day. I was like, this just isn't adding up right. And I can't quite put my well, finger I, on what it was. It add, it, the winner is what we ended up doing. Yeah, it just felt like voting in real life of the lesser of the two evils is what you're voting for hey, hey. we don't get political <laughs> here on this channel i'm screwed either way though is what i'm I saying s- 
it was a legitimate poll. It was verified. Uh, I even ran it by our poll master, Seth, mm. and, you know, he, he saw no so problem with it. notary for it? Like a seal? I did. Okay, okay. Well, that was, Cam- that was well, Cameron. the good news is at 6.50 this morning, I started up Broken Arrow for the first time since probably 1998, if I had to guess. <laughs> I remember seeing this as a kid. I was kind of shocked to see that this came out in 96. I thought this one was yeah. the follow-up to Face Off. I didn't realize nope. this was the previous one. Um, it didn't click with me as a kid, but I don't think I understood the storyline. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be. it's complicated-ish. I, it's more of like not understanding the stakes or like, okay, like, yeah, why, why yeah. is he bad? You know, like yeah. that, that's the big thing. Like not understanding why is Travolta bad. Um, but I, I always had that memory of this being a lesser John Woo movie. I'm sure everyone is waiting after our from Paris with love debacle. We had the last time I introduced a John Travolta film. Although this one's got Christian Slater in it. That doesn't really do anything for me either, because I do not really care for Christian Slater as an actor. What? I like him as a voice actor better. Robin Hood. Yo. Yeah. Will Scarlet. Hard Rain. Interview of a Vampire. Just no. Something about True Romance. The way he just kind of presents himself. Not not a fan of it. I love love me some Christian Slater. This movie ended up being better than i expected well that's good not quite great but better than expected oh okay well i don't think you're gonna be fully disappointed in me i I got a lot of good stuff after our last horror episode i was um i was a little worried because i was like i'm I'm pretty sure i enjoyed this more than the previous horror movie oh so you enjoyed this more than slug because everyone would have heard slugs by now i know marathon has everyone already heard slugs at this point marathon (laughs) recording we're trying to remember which order these come out what comes out what yeah but no i I just remember this getting played a lot on like was it tnt probably back then usa uh, usa i think is the one that played this one the most um like this one always being played even when it would be getting played on you know you had nothing else to watch like not really gravitating towards this and it's a bit of a different John Woo movie because yes, there's gunplay in it, but it's not it's John Woo crazy gunplay. Th- so all right. Let let's let's hold right there and let's get the trailer played real quick. You know me, I always just want to instantly get going. No, I know that. Boom, I know right that. there at eleven. But I, 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 you know me. <laughs> you know, we we've we've been on our uh, soapbox about metal and you know we we've set we've teased a little bit about the movie but before we get jump right into that let's go ahead and hit our trailer and then hit our synopsis you ready boom yes they are america's first line of defense best of friends ready captain Map of the earth here we go fierce competitors very nicely done almost as good as me ready to protect our nation against any threat carrying the nukes you love having the power of god at your fingertips not tonight buddy but what if the enemy is one of them what the hell are you doing A broken arrow. A broken what? It's what we call it when we lose a nuclear weapon. 
don't know what's scarier, losing nuclear weapons, but that it happens so often there's actually a term for it. The only thing more dangerous than what he knows... They believe they've got an exposed core. they got to send in a nuclear emergency search team. By the time they find us, we'll be gone. ...is what he's prepared to do. $250 million by 0900 Utah time. If you have not... Good God. I don't know what the big deal is. I really don't. But there's one thing... Smile, boys. We're about to retire. ...he didn't count on. I know his mind works. You gotta let me go after him. Outstanding, hell. That's the spirit. Would you mind not shooting at the thermonuclear weapons? And what are we doing? If you enter the wrong code three times, the nuke goes dead. Unless, of course, I already thought of that ahead of time. You just activated a nuclear warhead, my friend. The clock is ticking. A John Woo film. John Woo is such a cool name. It is, man. It really is. Oh, man. That, that, that was really the selling point in the 90s for his movies when they hit stateside. Yeah. No, it really was. And this, I mean, after the, the success of, say, like, Hard Target, you know, it, it just made sense to put John Woo into some of these, these type of movies, you know. And even this one was a, technically a success. I mean, its budget was $50 mm-hmm. million. Made seventy million in the U.S. and then worldwide it made one hundred and fifty. So this, this there was a big deal for this. I remember the ads playing for this movie. I remember the big push because this was also uh, John Travolta's renaissance. This was he was bankable again because of Pulp Fiction. Well, this was right after Pulp Fiction, yeah. yeah. So where everyone wanted him again after kind of avoiding him for so long. Well, when you do a movie about talking babies. Um, they feel like, Hey man, you make Bruce Willis be a talking baby and I'm all in. (laughs) I have no problem with the look who's talking movies. Honestly, I, I, I I think they're dumb fun, but yeah. But I mean, as far as other people were, they were like, yeah, he's, he, he's peaked and now he's on the downslope and Tarantino. He had three movies come out in 96 alone. This phenomenon and Michael. Uh, and I like phenomenon a lot and I kind of remember Michael. I remember that I didn't hate it, but I I think I've only ever seen it. I vaguely remember both of them. I remember we ran them from like the local video. Oh yeah. Those were rentals. I I never owned them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of rentals, I think it's time we do our back of the VHS synopsis. What do you think? Oh yes. Let's do it. Let me, let me cue my music. Two military pilots engage in a no-holds-barred battle against time and each other in a race to recover two stolen nuclear warheads. When a B-3 stealth bomber crashes in the Utah desert during a top-secret test run, the military quickly moves in to retrieve its two broken arrows. But the situation spins wildly out of control after one of the pilots reveals the crash to be part of an incredible nuclear extortion plot 
a supersonic hit from renowned action director John Woo, Broken Arrow is a breathless, non-stop joyride. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely fast paced. Like, dude, I don't remember this movie all taking place in a single night. Yeah, I mean, that, day, you know, yeah, like twenty-four hour. Period. Yeah, it's basically like twenty-four hours. I think that was my biggest draw to this as a kid. We'll get to why I picked this movie in a few, but. I remember when this movie came out. I remember all the promotion. Because, I mean, they ran this commercial all the time. And when it started doing good in the theaters, they ran it even more. Um, I didn't go see this in theater, but this was definitely, like, our rental place. We get them on, like, Friday nights, the new releases. I was yeah. there waiting for Broken Arrow. Dad and I, it was one of those. We kept seeing the trailer on other movies. And it's like, we got to watch that. It's got a jet. It's got, you know, action done. We're in. And um, I've, I've always enjoyed the hell out of this movie because I forgot it was this long of a movie, which is how fast paced this movie is. It's just under two hours long. I, it's not, yeah, I thought it was going to be like a brisk hour and 30 minutes or something. That's like what that. I remember. Now, I'm sure that's counting like credits and shit like that in the runtime so it's yeah. it's in but it's in that little window it's kind of like our show it's within that little window of is it too long or is it too short but i always just remember how fast-paced this movie is it never slows down whatsoever and i always enjoyed that since I, you know since i can't say kid a hell i was a teenager when this came out oh to me it's one of those like Hardboil is still like top John Woo. Oh yeah, face off. Like I think those two are still the best. Um, this one, although the thing is, it made me want to revisit Mission Impossible Two now because I mm -hmm. don't really remember Mission Impossible Two at all. I remember we had rented it. I remember some crazy motorcycle stunts. That's about it. Well, and Metallica did a song specifically for uh, Mission Impossible Two. Was it for that one? I, dis I remember there was, I was disappeared. that one or it was Limp Biscuit. I no, they did it was well. uh, I Disappear for Mission Impossible 2. They made a huge deal about wow. that sequel. That wow. that was another one. And I wow. mean, that was... I just remember that Yeah. It, um, <laughs> this movie, though, watching it... So, all right, I'll, I'll say why I picked this. Got, yeah, why did you pick well, it? I got a buddy. His name's John Marks. He's in a lot of the other action groups. Uh, I've actually sat in with him on Cameron's show, Jacked Up Review podcast. And he like changed his cover picture to broken arrow he like shared a poster of it and i was just like ah oh, damn i remember that movie and i was like damn was the last time i've watched broken Arrow. i don't own broken arrow what the hell so i realized i like hadn't watched it in like 20 plus years and i immediately went and bought the dvd and then and i had bought it without the intention of nate and i covering it you know i was just like i just want it i want to watch it and I watched it with Anthony is another action dad thing while we were in Ohio. And uh, I'm like, we got to cover this. This is like, to me, this was like a, a, a July movie, you know, summer blockbuster. Um, As I was watching it this morning, that was like, this is definitely like, there's something about the way that it's cinematography is. You could tell like how this would have looked on the big screen, how it would have yes. played. Like it was like, this is meant for, that summer blockbuster, especially these 90s, like you get this one, Armageddon, you know, The Rock. Yeah. Like you just remember these big set pieces. Yeah. And that's what this one was as well. And I don't 
I don't remember if this came out in the summer or when it came out, but uh, it it just has the feel. You know what I mean? It it's yeah, no, it, it definitely does. It was um, so, like I said, I just I got this wild hair, and I really really wanted to watch it. And man, I I'm glad I did because I, I knew I liked this movie a lot. And watching it again and watching it with Anthony, I was like, I gotta, I love this movie. And now knowing what I know about John Woo for later films, I'm like, all the pieces are sitting there and say what you want about John Travolta. I, this is like perfect Travolta to me. Uh, see, this is where I got to disagree. <sighs> Cause I still just, he just overacts so much. It just drives me nuts. I don't. Your villain is in a turtleneck and a brown jacket. Yeah, but this is like the first real time he's been a villain. Like I don't count. I, I, I don't so. count Pulp Fiction because I wouldn't count Carrie either. But like, no, no, I don't. This no. is like full on. Like he's they the bad guy. He was supposed to play the other role, the Christian Slater role, and then there was some, Hale. Yeah, Hale. But he read both both uh, both scripts, and he's like, "I really want to play the deacon role." And they were like, "Oh, okay, sure." I mean, you know, the man's on the up and coming, so he was bankable. So it's kind of like we need your name attached if this is going to go anywhere. And God, I think it works, man. I I couldn't imagine John Travolta as Hale now with a different villain i still just like it's my problem like for like both main actors who's christian slayer and john travolta i'm like i would just maybe if i would have had two different people in these roles i would have i don't this would be something i would go back to more who would you have put in though in the 90s that's the thing i don't know that, i mean that that's really it because you i i will not allow we'll throw nick cage in there because i don't care i think john travolta and nick cage were actually cloned and little, certain things were taken out because have you seen pictures of nick cage lately he looks like yeah. john travolta you know what i mean he looks like john travolta <laughs> and marilyn manson had a baby exactly so it's like somewhere their genes were spliced which made perfect sense for face off but i'm also watching this movie and i just like how john travolta made deacon his character from the way he smokes his cigarette which is just Damn it, it's cool. You know what I mean? Smoking's <laughs> not cool, kids. Don't smoke. It made you want to light up it the smoke and be all cool. Did. I want to hold my cigarette like he did. He had some flair to it. The other dude's bitching the whole time about him smoking, and he would blow smoke in his face. And I'm like, damn it, this is cool. And I'm a Christian Slater fan, man. I've watched 90% of his movies since he was a lot younger. Um and it was just, I, so, you know, you know, normally I put, uh, fun stuff in, in the commercial, but I've been doing, I've been doing nature quest of our hints in the commercials. Yes. Yeah, so this feels like the hints are now being T like they're no longer hints. <laughs> right. I know. So that's on you if, whether we change it or not, but I had found a 1980 commercial of Christian Slater and, uh, Peter Billings from Christmas story selling star wars toys on a commercial little kids and it's just this Damn. and i wanted to put it in there so bad but i was like ah, nate wants me to do this teaser thing nah, i would have been really good for the space month yeah but we didn't have any we didn't have christian slater in anything so it was kind of like that's true i could have put true. any star wars in that one but 
but anyway, I, I've just, I've always known who Christian Slater is. He kind of like fell off the face of the earth. It feels like in the two thousands. And then he's done like the, uh, the most recent thing. He was a voice actor for a cartoon called inside job on Netflix. Yeah. Um, it's the creator of gravity falls. He didn't write it, but I think he like produced the mm. show. Like he's not fully involved with it. That's kind of what drew me to it. It was, about the government and all their cryptids and lizard people. It's just oh. like a Rick and Morty type cartoon. It's okay. Oh, okay. Like, so it's, nothing it's, great. it's it's one of those, like, some of these adult cartoons don't understand just because as you say the F word, it doesn't make it automatically. We've fun. had that conversation. We've yeah, we've talked about yeah. this. And I, I that's kind of what this movie that that show. Yeah, I 100 That's the last agree, thing yeah. I remember Christian Slater like being in. Other than that, I couldn't tell you what actual movie he's been in forever without going to imdb yeah i'd have scrolling down to probably like 2008 and be like okay he was in that you know what it's probably alone he, in the dark i was gonna say he was in alone in, which is a terrible movie a video oh it's you bow movie you just you bull you bowl, whatever the hell his name yeah, is. yeah and it, don't give that man money and it was a video game and it was like no 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 don't don't ever do that again um but i don't know this movie just struck me and so before we jump more into who was in it, we've talked about John Woo and we talked about John Woo quite a bit when we did our hard target. The other name I want to bring up that's involved with this and has a pretty good pedigree of movies under his belt is Graham Yost, who is the writer of this movie. And I kept going, man, there's just something about how this movie feels like I was getting speed vibes. I was getting a lot of the, the bad guy and the good guy are friends then they're enemies they're toying with each other but they have cat and mouse. almost like a mutual respect even as the movie goes and i was like what is going so graham yost wrote speed then he wrote broken arrow i'm not gonna hold this against him but i have to say it he wrote speed too i was like damn it he could have just cruise could just walked away from that one <laughs> he did hard rain which is another christian slater movie and i think morgan freeman if i'm not mistaken on that one uh i don't think i've ever seen that one i remember the ads for it and that was one of those like always wanted to see yeah but for whatever reason we never ran it, it. Uh, it was like that one uh there was one with keanu reeves oh, Ke around uh, the same time chain reaction chain reaction was another one and i feel like there was one other one it's like those kind of movies all blended together the in my Saint. head but we never rented them the Val Kilmer one. The Val Kilmer one. Those are like they all, I guarantee they probably all came out right around the same time. I'm yeah. with you though. There was always these like they weren't, they didn't like feel like action movies. They were more like uh, thriller kind of action movies. So uh, he also did Mission to Mars, which we've talked about once or twice on here, which you know, we may end up covering that one day. I don't know. But here's the big one. And here's the one where I went, that's it. That's why this feels like it feels. He wrote Justified with Timothy Oliphant and Walter Goggins. And I went, son of a bitch. That one of the best shows of, in television history. Nate and I both <laughs> love that show. It is uh, our group chat. We are huge Justified fans. Mark watches it like every three months. He just like, oh, just finished Justified again. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone loves it as much no, as he does. Mark, Mark <laughs> is the Justified super fan. I'm a Timothy Oliphant super fan because I'll watch just about anything he's in, you know, like since the Hitman, yeah. uh, the, the Die Hard, Live Free Die Hard, where he's the villain in that. You know, I know he was in the Transformers movies. But, and uh, Walter Goggins 
if that name's on it, I don't even care what he's doing. I'll watch a Lifetime movie that's got Walter Goggins in it. I don't give a yeah, shit. That dude is incredible. <laughs> so actually, I would watch Broken Arrow if you put Timothy Oliphant and Walter Goggins in the in the stealth bomber, and then let them go at it again. I, that's there we that's go. how yeah. I would watch. Actually, it. let's do Jet Li's the one where Timothy Oliphant just plays both Travolta and Slater's character. <laughs> <laughs> they were twins and then they end up getting uh, one of them got upset and turned into the bad guy i i'd let i'd like i'd watch that yeah i could i could do that that's fine it's <laughs> like anything to bit. not do another john travolta movie travolta. and i hate to tell you i've got a list so <laughs> God, what else could he even be in that we could cover <laughs> travolta no, i will Come say on. i was a little excited to revisit this because it's been so long since seeing it yeah not having a fond memory of it as a kid. Because, like, an action movie, when you're a kid, typically those those are the ones you're like, oh, I want to rewatch it again because loud guns, explosions, yeah. you know. High rewatchability. It has everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, this one didn't compare to Con Air or Face Off, you know. Um, oh, I, 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 want, let, me, let me make something perfectly clear. You're 100% right about that, okay? That, yeah. When you're comparing it to those. those. As a kid, that's what I would have gravitated yeah. towards. This being John Woo, not seen it forever. It's like, all right, definitely, because I know if it's Woo, Hard Target really surprised me at how well it aged for being, like, the blueprint of what you would expect out of an action movie. Yeah. I mean, that's what I talked about on that episode was, I was like, holy shit, this was actually a lot of fun. I kind of expected this to be a train wreck. Mm -hmm. Not everything works, but there's a lot here that does work. I kind of got the same vibe from this. And then there was a piece of trivia I had read where they said 60,000 rounds of ammunition. Was yes, you got that, too. And I went, okay. That's a lot. I don't remember there being that much gunplay in Broken Arrow. Maybe I'm not remembering this movie quite right. Yeah. And then upon rewatching, I'm like, okay, a lot of those rounds are from helicopters. That they... To be fair. They destroyed four legit helicopters in this movie so they went for the turkey in helicopter explosions yeah and i was so happy with that and that's where i really enjoyed this movie was all the effects like whether me not really caring for travolta and slater i throw that out the window when it comes to all of the effects they're fantastic in this movie this is they are so much fun it's it's like Almost 100% practical. Hell, even Christian Slater did almost all of his own stunts. I think the only one he really didn't do was the uh, swinging into the boxcar at the end. Gotcha. But, but like, you could tell where they're real airplanes. You can tell where they've, like, like the stealth bomber. Like, when yeah. that blows up, it, it's a model. But <laughs> it's a really great model explosion. Yeah. Uh, one of the helicopters, when it hits the ground, it definitely looked like maybe it was a model, and so did the train yeah. at the very end. But like the way that they uh, filmed it and the amount of fire, I guess that they use, like for all of them, it just works so well. No, they're they're that helicopter that explodes and the propellers nearly like hit her. <sighs> dude, awesome, dude. Like, I I I like where we're going here because. There, there is one shot in this movie that I'm watching it again last night going, holy shit, I never paid attention to how well 
John Woo did this. And it involves my, I, I'm going to say my third favorite character in this movie. What he, I cherish this man a lot and I wish he'd have got to do more Mr. Howie Long. I love Howie Long in this movie, dude. It blew my mind how long Howie Long survives in this movie. They kill him off earlier, but the Fox execs went, that dude's got something there. So they extended his role to the end. I'm like, that is it. That That's why you look at Howie Long and you're like, yep, that dude's got something. And he only got to do like a handful of movies. The, only, the main one I remember was he was in like Firestorm or something where he's uh, like a fire, like one of the, not a, just a normal firefighter, but like a wildfire or something like that. I can't. Oh, like where they like, they're on the helicopters and stuff like yeah, that. I, I, it's Good. somewhere I have, dude, I haven't watched that movie probably till after I watched Broken Arrow in the nineties, but I was like, God. <laughs> Where's Howie Long, man? I needed he was like the new Brian Bosworth, you know, Stone Cold and all that stuff from the 80s. Well, he's got like the face for it. He's just not a good actor. <laughs> I enjoyed him in this one. I really did, man. Like he doesn't need to talk a whole lot. Like when he gets ready to shoot at the helicopter that has the drop on him, and Travolta's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. He just kind of has like this disappointed look, like, oh. <laughs> I do like when he was like, could you please stop yes. firing at the thermal nuclear weapons? I'm like, damn it, Howie Long. Why you got to keep shooting at nukes, man? <laughs> so, but talking about him, this shot I'm, I wanted to talk about is at the end. And we're not synopsizing this movie. It, it's thermonuclear. <laughs> two pilots are doing a test run with a stealth bomber, and they're wanting to make sure that the radiation from the bombs doesn't mess with the tracking on the on the plane or how they track on radar but it was all a setup by john travolta who uh steals the bombs he drops them unarmed inadvertently ends up crashing the jet all this other stuff and now it's this race against the clock because there's these buyers that want the bombs they're going to hold the united states hostage to buy them back and christian slater and a park ranger samantha mathis mathis she was princess peach in super mario brothers movie in super mario yes, brothers. sir that's what yes. i got wrote down too <laughs> i got that i also found, just found out that her and christian slater used to date before oh. this movie so it was oh. super <laughs> awkward to now be romantically uh in in I, they did that good though. You like you know it was kind of like the speed where Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves have that chemistry as it goes. Yeah, that same. That's where I kept going. Why does this feel like speed all of a sudden? And I was like, that's Graham Yost. <coughs> so anyway, we get to we get to this in this end segment of Christian Slater is finally caught up to John Travolta and Howie Long. They have the bomb on a train to transport it. And Christian Slater, like, swings in off of a cable. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And kicks Howie Long out of the boxcar through the other side. The camera stays on Howie Long 
the whole time. And then it does like three different angles of the fall. And one of them is a straight on shot of dude. If it wasn't Howie Long, he looked like Howie Long right over the river. Then another shot because they're going over the train trestle bridge of it from the ground and he's falling and you're like, the camera never leaves him till you finally get that just all you hear the thud. The thud. You don't but also, see the thud. When he gets kicked out, you get a Wilhelm scream. It's the Howie slow swing. down and deepen. It's now called the Howie scream. Oh, they, is that they what it reuse is? that and it's like it's just like the Wilhelm, but they call it now the Howie scream, and it's been used in oh, other movies. See, I fear they just edited it down and like slowed it nope. and everything because I was like, that's definitely very similar. If Howie Long <laughs> didn't get anything, he got a Howie scream now. That's well, that's a legit the funny thing. thing. Is too uh, when looking, I was like, man, what else has Howie Long been in? He was in a movie I have not seen in, in a long time, Three Thousand Miles to Graceland, the Elvis bank robbing movie. Oh, who the heck was With Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell and Kevin? That's Cotter. what it is. Like, I am very interested in revisiting that one. We may have to cover that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not against it. I, re- I remember I mean, liking it, but I remember it not being reindeer games. Anything's better than reindeer games. <laughs> what? Reindeer games was awesome. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Not even. Even Ben Affleck like reindeer games. They literally make fun really of each other. Reindeer games. <laughs> what was it? Him and Matt Damon on one of the the uh oh Jay and Saw the Bob Strikes Back. Yeah. At least well, I didn't do, re- do reindeer. Games. At least I didn't do reindeer <laughs> games. <laughs> that's messed up, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I say we uh let's see here. Let's go ahead and hit a commercial break and then we'll just kind of We'll jump into the highlights of the movie, man. What we liked, what we didn't like. So here we go. We'll be back. The Transformers will return after these messages. Just how drunk are we going to get? Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy... Hillboy Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f- that up. <laughs> Try that again. As we drag Kathleen. Hear me. Kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. Rutger Hauer is Nick Parker. A blind Zorro. A gentleman. Nice doggy. In a violent world. This is easy. And what seems impossible to us, he can do with his eyes closed. I also do circumcision. Blind Fury, rated R. Welcome to 100 Horrors, a comedy podcast that seeks to rank the best 100 horror films of all time, as dictated to us by a poster that one of us owns. Every week we bicker over another film in an attempt to give it an overall scare factor and secure its place in the 100 Horrors list. 
with features such as... And what would you say to them at the We take a light-hearted approach to horror cinema so that it can be enjoyed by even the most squeamish of listeners. So whether you're the person who's never seen a horror film in their life or the person who has a tattoo of Leatherface on the right ass cheek, there's something to be enjoyed in every episode of 100 Horrors. <laughs> we now return to the Transformers. Well, Nate, I don't think our uh, we can call those like hints. They're more like teaser trailers to the next movies we're going to yeah, be doing. It's literally the teaser trailer. <laughs> this was your idea, man. It was your the TV was, spot? Yeah. It gives people more time to do their homework and watch it along with if you, us. If you're, look, we listen to a lot of podcasts that tell you the whole month of what they're doing. I mean, it's not like it's a surprise. You know, it's... I don't know. I uh, it's, it's been for the better since we changed it to where we tell you. It, it has. I think my biggest fear of doing that was, oh, shit, we can't watch it now, and now I have to change everything, and everyone's expecting this. You know what I mean? But... Yeah. That hasn't, I don't know if we've ever actually had to change on the fly in a very long time for a movie. Now, here's the problem is I have not announced what the next horror movie was on all the social media, so. You did? Supposed to do that. I, I oh, didn't. Oh, you didn't. Well, now yeah. that it's recorded, you can. Yes, now I'd be like, oh, yeah, we did slugs, Or but... you, you have done, because now we're a week past that. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> This is weird when we do back-to-back recordings. It's like, I, I'm confused as to what day it is and what time. I am. Um, there's one more person in this movie I want to talk about, and I don't, did you recognize him? He had starred in a uh, movie. Was it the it, Colonel well, that is from Malcolm in the Middle? Well, there's the Colonel. With the hook for the hand? There's the Colonel from Malcolm in the Middle. There's also the uh, military official that would put a nuclear warhead up your ass. Um, yep. one Mr. Red Foreman. Uh, exactly. But there's one more kind of a side character who felt very much like the uh, John Cusack from uh, Con Air, but didn't get near as many cool scenes as the John Cusack from Con Air. Oh, yes. Giles. Giles. Not God. Giles. Giles. You, Giles. you know who that is? Not a clue. He's been in a movie with John Travolta before. Has he? Say what again? That's say what again? Oh, are are you? That's really? Kenny from Pulp Fiction, the <laughs> big Kahuna Burger scene. Really? Yeah. That. Well, I'll be damned. That is, that is Giles. Um, that's Kenny, man. I was like, that's awesome. I I love Kenny getting some love in this movie. <laughs> say what? Um, but no, it, and again, yeah, we got red form. There's a, there's a ton of cast in here. That's just like, you know, it, it works. Most of them are throwaway characters. Cause a lot die. Um, it's not, there are a lot that, I die. mean, we're, uh, this is an average body count when we get to it, but Bob Gunton is in it who plays Pritchard. And that's the dude, dude that seems like you just have to call when you need a bad guy. You just call, he him. does great, but he almost got like 
too annoying in this movie to me. It's like, oh, he was pretty annoying in this movie. And I know that's that. that I feel like he was supposed to be the boss. He's the money. He's the money man. Yeah, and just like they do nothing with him the whole time. No, he and uh, he's just he complains the entire time about the plan going. Not, but every time he would complain, Travolta had a response, a, a good one of like, this is what's going to happen. See, I told you eventually you're like, okay, this dude's got it, but he just would not shut up the entire movie. I don't blame Travolta for smashing his throat with a flashlight. Yeah. You know, that, that, some really gross bruising. After that, that was, even though I, I I'll give him this, the, the look of the hit didn't give me the impact I wanted. It looked like it touched his throat. No, like it looked like it almost hit him in the chest. Yeah. But like a like a hey, knock it off kind of thing. So there's one thing not a death blow. There's one thing I liked about this that I can see where some people would complain about it. When you stop and think about it, I think John Woo made the right choice. And he he highlights that in this movie was Travolta and Christian Slater are Air Force pilots. Okay. They have never done hand-to-hand military combat fighting other than we get the boxing scene, which I saw someone saying, well, they would never allow boxing. Your pilots aren't allowed to do that because you could get head concussions and you'd have to go through a whole new like workup of whether you're okay to fly. And I'm like, eh, it's fine. It, we needed it for the movie. So yeah, like that's just their shut for the movie to show it. They're always, one step yeah. ahead of one another. But what I liked was that they kept referencing like Christian Slater shot down like that helicopter pilot with a gun. And he's like, whew, well, that was new. Like he's never done anything like that before. Well, like I personally, I suck with shooting with a revolver compared to a semi-auto pistol. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Not good with yeah. it. That shot that he makes in this movie is incredible. But he doesn't just the distance. The angle, the way he hits the pilot, I'm like, that's a damn good shot. That's just pure luck But then he shoots it like four times, though, too. So it wasn't like it was one shot and he killed the guy. He took like four shots. So, you know, he's, he's, he's zeroing in on where he should be shooting at. And then Travolta kills Gunton, and he goes, you know, I've never actually killed anyone before. I've dropped bombs on Baghdad, but I've never yeah. personally done it. So I was like, okay, I like that they they address that. So the other point I want to bring out is our final fight between Travolta and Slater because they were boxers, and Christian Slater makes this joke early on in the movie that he goes, I prefer Bruce Lee movies. Their fight is what I expect two people that kind of know what they're doing, but they're not good at it. The kicks Christian Slater throws – the the wild they're not van damme no kicks. and i'm sick they're not even that of like a kickboxer it's someone that's close. maybe they're not comfortable but if they have to lift their leg they can Th- that's kind of it that was uh, that was a lot of it and i'm sitting there going i could see where some people are like wow this fight sucks and i'm like no no we're watching two dudes brawl and the dude's just throwing whatever he can like i mean Honestly, it gets kind of my- wild during that fight my only complaint is Travolta has a really stupid line where he's pushing uh, Christian Slater's head up against a piece of wood. He's like, this is what it feels like when your skull is pushing against your brain. And I was like, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, but he, he, that, he sets that up at the beginning, though. He's always talking to he's getting in his head. 
but he is just always talking to him like, you know, you're capable of doing this. Do it. Come on. Show me you can do it. And it's that whole thing. Have you ever, do you ever know what it feels like to be knocked out? Now it's your brain pushing up against your skull. Yeah, I get it, man. I'm not going to sit here and defend that Travolta wasn't overacting or just going way too hard. But I loved it, man. I it was just one of those like that could have been happening. And you didn't even need a line, you know. Yeah. Also, it was, that, that was one of those yeah. things. And it's but like go ahead. Everything that before that fight, because if we're talking about the train scene, as we're talking about now, yeah, we talk about um, whatever you want, man. We're we're, we're good. Yeah. yeah. The the shootout that happens that's close quarters between the shotgun and the pistol yeah. with those two. I do not remember that as all at all as a kid. Right. That was awesome. Oh yeah. Dude. Like you're seeing just destructive uh background pieces, you know, blowing up and like crates mm-hmm. and skids and everything else just getting shot and like it's all very, very close and tight. That's a like, that's a John Woo thing, man. I feel like he yeah. has got that close quarter fighting where he can put a ton of action in a small space. Now it's like hard target was in a warehouse, but the way he shot it. Everything felt when like him, it was when Van Damme and Arlo are on their one to one. They're a wall apart from exactly one going back and forth. And this, it's not even a wall. It's it's crazy. Uh, we get separating. The we two. actually get that, but it's in the cave when they're trying to set off the one bomb. Travolta and Slater are back to back up against a cave wall. Yeah, that's that and shot. Like, that whole Minecraft. Or not Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> Damn, you've been playing games with Mine my kids shot. on Xbox again. <laughs> I just keep digging holes when I play it. <laughs> just seeing how far down how I can far go. Down I can go. <laughs> <laughs> then I go, I need a ladder. <laughs> I can't get out now. <laughs> but like the the mine shaft sequence, you get some dual wielding. Yeah. Like you do get a lot of gunplay. Like probably the most gunplay a mine shaft has ever seen. Prob- Probably. You get it all the time in video games. Yeah. But in movies, I feel like that never happens. No. I, I, the, and again, close quarter fighting, man. You hold everything tight and, you, you know, there there's corners and angles down the different shafts and everything. It was well done. I mean, even the guy. F- it, it was, especially with the way that you have like inclines. Mm-hmm. So they're able to like dive while shooting guns and then like tumble you down have that's a, a john bit. woo thing man he's like all right now where yeah. can i have someone dive whilst firing was, two guns at the we same didn't time have doves we had butterflies we had <laughs> butterflies and i swear i think the dove replacement in this movie was that 20 dollar bill at the end of the movie that it flutters away i was like yeah. That has to be the Dove reference, I think. You know, this. I was just happy Christian Slater finally earned some money. I like, I like the joke of when Travolta gave him the uh, twenty dollars or whatever. He goes, "No, no," or at the beginning when he tries to give Travolta the twenty, he goes, "No, no, it's yours." He goes, "No, I don't want to take your money." He goes, "No, it's yours. I took it out of your wallet earlier. It's literally your twenty dollars." I was like, I like that. I like that little. You you kind of you feel like there is a bit of a competition with them, but they're friends. That makes the portrayal on the jet on the bomber even more kind of like, damn, that would sting, man. That would that would suck, you know. And the the whole the coldest line in the movie was, "I really thought about bringing you on," and he goes, "I wasn't worried about you saying no." Cause I would have just killed you. 
I was worried you were going to say yes. I was like, damn. Yeah. Damn. That was cold. Like, I don't even want you to be a part of right? the operation regardless. He's like, even if, even if you wanted to be here, I, you're just not there. And I don't. No, I, I was like, God. It cracked me up. When they get into the fight on the stealth bomber, when like Travolta finally turns evil, you ever do just you like ever fought in a chair? Nope, I'm evil. <laughs> it's it just it reminded me of two brothers slap yes, fighting each other because they're locked in. They're in the seat belt, so they're the two kids in the back seat. Yeah, that are now <laughs> you know hitting one another. And it did. It did. Dad's in the front seat, going, "I can't wait until we get home." Or he's got his arm. Behind him, yeah, he's swinging at you. Him. There might as well have been another <laughs> arm you, in that one. Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 it's silly, but it was awesome. the The fights, the fights are the highlight of this movie. It really is. You know, the story. Like, like I said earlier, the story is what story is. It, it they're holding the United States hostage with with nuclear weapons. We haven't really talked much about Samantha Mathis. She she's the park ranger that just happened to be at the wrong place at right. the wrong time. She she is literally the Sandra Bullock character in this movie from Speed. Um she She's great in this movie. I love her. Oh, I I like her in this movie, but I just kept again, I couldn't get past the I felt like I've seen this before and it's because I had, you know, if, it just cracked me up when <laughs> this whole movie, they're in the vast desert, yeah. right? Yet they're always oddly so close to one another. <laughs> yeah, right. I wouldn't want to be that close to people. <laughs> like, they're always that close in the desert. And then there's a moment where she has to play hide and seek. Mm-hmm. And she does what you do as a kid, where if you ran out of time and you couldn't find a good hiding spot, you co- so you hide underneath the blankets you, on top you of the bed. Try to make it with look like. Yeah, so she did that with a target. And it worked. On a boat. It she did. literally <laughs> rode the boat all the way to the train. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know what I said, everybody. They uh, they're along the river. They're getting a nuclear warhead on a boat, and she hides under a tarp till they get to where they need to go to get on the train, and then she sneaks onto the train. I mean, she's got yeah, like what 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 was her uh, stealth role on that, Mister D and D? Oh, definitely a twenty. <laughs> was that that was a natural twenty? I, that was a nat. Yeah, there's no modifiers yeah. for that. She no. she got nat twenty <laughs> stealth. <laughs> but like the train is the best part of the movie in my mm-hmm. opinion like everything that when you get to that point you have helicopters with shootouts you've got the shootouts on top of the train carts like, a helicopter that blows up works. on the helicopter because there's one hidden and he disconnects yeah, the fuel the, line like, which is a very tiny helicopter well, they're small I thought. ones they're small ones yeah i mean you got you got your small attack ones but you get a really great explosion of that you see one dude just fly off the train and because the train's moving, just the way that he like goes, like there's some really great stunt work in this Dude, movie. That I mean, it's a John Woo thing, man. And I mean, you, yeah, he like, loves that fly someone backwards. You remember in Face Off where Nick Cage gets flown back from the jet engine at the beginning of the movie? You know, yeah, he does. Like the guy gets blown back. Someone gets knocked off their feet by a hammer getting thrown at their head. That dude flies we, uh, like eight feet in the air that stupid idiot like (laughs) he just shows up and then our samantha tries to take him out 
I I was a Navy SEAL. I'm not well, some he's like, nerd. My name is Max. Yeah. I'm like, we don't care. Why are you introducing yourself? <laughs> you're, do you think you're the main bad guy of this movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, you probably thought I was just a scientist, but no, my name is Max. Let me give you my entire resume really it's... quick. Oh, you just hit me in the head with a hammer. She flat pops him in the head with a hammer and he flies backward. That's not how physics works, John Woo, but I'm I'm okay with it. It does when your name is Max and you think that you're the guy that needs to introduce himself in a fight that's never been done in any movie ever. <laughs> also, I had two like this movie brought up two things I never realized I had to question. <laughs> oh, God. What's that? On top of villains introducing himself is a volvo really the safety like the the world's safest vehicle? i think it held that designation for a long time did i think really? i really think because that it did. Travolta's whole plan is to buy stock in volvo live off the dividends yeah it's a very dr evil it's plan very i will give you your nukes back america for one million dollars <laughs> one million volvo shares no. Yes. <laughs> I, I really do think I that I think that was a big thing in the '90s. I think it held the distinction of the safest car made. Well, here's the other yeah. thing: Have you ever met a Volvo owner? Yes. Okay, I have not. Now I like. Please, if you have had a wonderful experience with a Volvo, email us. Tell us yeah. about that experience. GMBMAM at POD.com. Um, I've never driven a All Volvo, Volvo but I, I've known people that have owned Volvos. And from my understanding, they're a fairly reliable, safe vehicle. I mean, they're, oh, Ger- they're German, I think, if Volvo, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, like I just remember them always being like really big. No. Volvos like, weren't, like, weren't like, you know, they were, like they were kind of like midsize. They had uh, Volvo wagons, uh, sedans. Nothing that was like huge, huge. We're not talking Yugo, which were the tiny ones yeah. that blew up if you drove them wrong. But they also <laughs> weren't like they weren't the land yachts. You know, Volvo was a economical, I guess would be the right way to say, vehicle at the time. So, but then this movie also made me question another thing about vehicles. Okay, can you really buy nukes from Russia for the cost of a BMW? Because there's really there's problems there. Uh, I, I think it would depend on the size. I'm sure nukes come in. Well, they even say, are we carrying the, the 68s? And he goes, no, no, the big boys, the 88, the 87s <laughs> or something like that. I'm like, well, there's all kinds of different sizes of nukes we're carrying there's, now. Yeah. There's a lot when it comes to the nukes, but like the fact that one of the colonels mentions, well, no, nah, if they just wanted nukes, they could buy them for the cost of a BMW from the Russians. I'm like, no wonder Russia's economy sucks. They're not charging enough right. for their nukes. That's right. I think it would have cost a lot more to make that nuke than for a BMW. Yeah. Then... <laughs> Unless they stole it from someone, then then you don't have to worry and about the overhead. The case, maybe Russia just really wants BMWs, and that's why they're so upset. It could that 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 very well could be. I mean, but I I love I love the comments. They, they, they the actual government make two really funny comments in that. That's one of them where they're like, if you wanted a nuke, oh. but then the other one's like, tell the truth. How'd you get your job here, son? And yeah. I was like, damn, like right in front of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he's like, you know what? We should let him know that we've, we've lost these and the plane went down. Yeah. And tell the truth. Cause if not some fanboys of the aviation club 
are going to know and they're going to leak it for us. Yeah, and then we're going to then we're going to be knowing that we're lying. We don't tell the truth around here. How'd you get this job? (laughs) I was like, God, that was awesome, man. Great delivery also from Red Foreman on that one as well. Oh, oh yeah. (laughs) What do you mean you lost a nuke, Eric? I'm going to stick my foot so far up your ass so you find that nuke. And Giles has one of the one of the better retorts to all this going i don't know what's scarier that you lost nuclear warheads or that we have a term because it's happened so many times and i'm like yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah like we've lost enough that now we have to go okay that's a broken arrow so yeah i i always got a, a a chuckle whenever he called him out on like having a term for the broken arrow you know it's like you've lost enough of these that there's a term that everyone now knows, you know? <laughs> yeah, but we always get them back because we offer them a BMW in return. You know, you got a good point. We found out that that usually works. That's how that's how we know the BMW <laughs> If Travolta would have just wanted a BMW, but he was a Volvo guy, yep. that was the problem. Yep. That, that's yeah. what it was, man. That's what it was. So, yeah, I mean, we get we get an... I guess we'll just go ahead and talk about the, one of my next favorite things, which is basically the end of the movie, is the, the final boxing match between travolta and slater and i know i brought up that i love how they fight but they're not professional fighters but it makes sense because they're pilots you know they're not they're not supposed to be trained that way and the final kill is such a john woo kill man it really is and like it's funny like i want to say a couple days ago someone in the facebook group had shared just the gif of the final kill yeah and I was always like, oh, yeah, that is how that movie ends. Yeah. I was a little upset it was spoiled for me, even though I've already seen the movie. But it was that refresher of like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, you get an incredible Travolta dummy. Yeah. And it's they separate the train cars, but they don't stop from each other. So they are still going at each other. And Christian Slater has to jump from the train as he's disarmed. Like he waits to say he could have hit that button. The second he put that remote control in his hand to disarm the bomb, but it, oh, you can't instantly. you can't do that. He has to now jump out the door, roll, and extend his arm out back towards it and hit the cancel button. The second he does that, the trains collide and the warhead that has a pointed front flies through the air out of the crate directly into John Travolta's chest. And he obliter- just stares it down. Oh yeah, he stares. He does the <laughs> he does the whole stare. This is this is almost as cool as the Lance Hendrickson undoing the grenade in his pants and going, ha! Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then <Uh-oh>. explodes. <laughs> but the nuke doesn't explode or anything because he hit the cancel button and it's it's laying out in the rubble, but there is no sign of John Travolta anywhere. I, and the funny thing is the movie earlier, it does clarify that like, oh, these bombs, the way they're built nowadays, like, they can take an impact and they're not going to explode. They can like, sit in jet fuel jet on fuel fire for, for five, five hours. hours. Yeah. And yeah, like, I, they, they I don't know. When I watched so that train up. explosion. I was like, ah, I just feel like that nuke would go off. <laughs> like, just, just something. I feel like a wire would touch another one or there, there'd be like, they're, they worry about a core leaking throughout mm. the movie. Like, I'm just like, I feel like that would make the core leak. Like, no matter what, we've already had 
before this happened, one nuke go off, but they had it in the mine shaft. It was underground. Which that was another great practical effect yeah. because they'd made like a sinkhole slash crater, and that had to have been a model. That part had to have been. Are you talking about with the Humvee, or are you talking about the no. bomb? So the bomb, when you There's, see it actually at the mine shaft above There it. were now, two effects. That- the Humvee one, I don't know how they put it I don't it either. On. Were the- they do imagine like a wave in the ocean as it's rippling through the ground and you see the entire ground rippling up and moving the Humvees. And like when I was watching it, I was like, I don't know how they did that because I don't know how you pulled it off. That looks so cool, though, because the Humvee doesn't look like a model. Like there's when you look at things that have models, they the one thing they can't fake is the weight of something, especially a model. That Humvee doesn't move like a model. It's like you feel like that thing weighs 3,000, 4,000 pounds, however much, probably, yeah. probably way more for a Humvee. But the ground is like rippling towards it and goes under it. And John Travolta's just like, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's right in the way. Yeah. But no, the effects in this movie are top notch. For 1996, yeah. these things are top notch. Even when like you can tell that it's a model, like it, they do a really good job with it. The only reason you can tell is that we're so used to modern yes. technology, where they, either a you blow up the real thing, or you just rely so much on CGI, and yeah. CGI's gotten to that point of being so good, right? That like you could blow up a model, but it's gonna be so much touched up with CGI that you're not gonna be able to tell a difference. Exactly, you know, it's kind of like uh the first Tim Burton Batman movie where the Batmobile gets wrecked, and you can tell clear as day that. That is a fake Gotham City. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're 100 right about that one. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, even like the cave scenes, like some of that had to be sets because the ground falls out underneath them for a little bit. So, yeah. But I also believe they were also in a cave on location. This is also a location movie. Like I think 95 percent of this movie was shot in that desert on location. You know, and it. It works, man. And like you said, man, this is like 24 hours. This much stuff happens in the span of a day. You know, it's like from night to the next evening. And that's what's happening. I think that's one of the other things I kind of liked about it was Christian Slayer gets, you know, knocked out. He gets ejected from the plane. The plane crashes. Now he's in the middle of the desert. She pulls up on him. She has one gun. Like for most of the movie. He is at a disadvantage. Oh, completely. You know, like, you're in the middle of nowhere. Your vehicle has been blown up. You only have a revolver with 12 rounds. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you're just, the odds are stacked against you throughout this entire movie. Like, his, the Air Force doesn't even come to get him until, like, the last 20 minutes. That's how we get to the train. Right, because they do the leaking core bit, so it stops any kind of rescue attempt or, you know, even to just recover the wreckage, which was part of Travolta's plan. And yeah, I'm like, like and again... I, a whole safety matter. Yeah, I, I, I love how they were thinking ahead of that. I'm like, that makes sense. Everything he does as far as his plan makes sense to me in this movie. You know, it's like, no, it, it does, especially for how much of it gets thrown out the window instantly. Like, Oh yeah. Hale <laughs> was supposed to die. <laughs> yeah. But the he, fact that he did it and he was always just there one step ahead of one another at all times, both of them. Right. But I love the fact that 
he just figured he was dead. But even when he found out he was alive, he still considered him a non-threat. He was still like, I ain't worried about him. You know, it, yeah, it, like he's not that good at what he does. So no, don't worry. I box with him. I train with him. He's my friend. I realize that my friend kind of sucks. That's, so I'll be that's all right. it. That's it. He was he was. But he has such a big ego. This was that big uh, just underestimating your opponent, which is uh, goes against what Travolta was preaching the whole movie about, you know, the fighting and the boxing and everything like that. Always see where the punch is coming from. Watch my shoulders. You know, it, it was always, it was like one giant metaphor, the entire movie, but I, it, I did, it, it was entertaining. This movie is, is they're not lying when they say it's action packed. It's nonstop. It at the time when I watched it, I consider this still a pretty thrilling movie from the first few times I watched it. It was fun. So I, yeah, I I'm still a huge fan of broken arrow and to know what John Woo does later, I'm just like, this is just in his repertoire, and I can see. He's supposed to be returning to action as well. Please, please. Yeah. I, He's got one down the pipeline that's going to be coming with uh, the dude that played RoboCop in the RoboCop remake, Joel Egerton. Not Egerton. No, that's. Uh, uh, shoot. Um, he was in an amazing show called The Killing that was on. He AMC. was also in Altered Carbon, which was another awesome show on Netflix. I need to watch that. The Cyberpunk. Yeah, I got to watch season two. Yeah. I still haven't watched it. I think Anthony Mackie took over for it. I know Joel Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman from Suicide Squad. He was yep. uh, uh, Flag. Was he Rick Flag? Rick Flag. So, yep. All right, Dude's man. Awesome. Him and John Woo. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, I think that I think it'd be a great match. I'm I'm a fan of his. I just can't remember his name. <laughs> you know, I'm that whole same thing. I like something. I'm just not gonna look up what everyone's exact name are or anything like that. So, all right, man. Well, that's that's Broken Arrow, pretty much. I mean, just just it's it's a great nonstop action movie, and that's good. It's a popcorn flick, honestly. Just. Yeah, like I said, I think this is a summer blockbuster. Summer movie. blockbuster, just turn it on, enjoy the ride, and when it's over, go, yeah, that was good. I liked it. So, all right, man, well, let's do the things. Let's uh, let's hit a body let's count. Let's do them. Let's get into them. Yeah. Leave anything for us? Just bodies. Body count, body count, body count, body count. Um. You know, I, I almost kind of felt like the number should have been higher than what I looked up. But the more I thought about it going, Damn, they're in the desert. It's just like one group of guys. Uh, uh, I mean, really, you've got the group of the mercenaries good guys that are on the ground. They're wanting to see what's going on. Yeah. And then you've got the yeah Travolta's people, yes. which is also just a handful because he's working with a small crew. So with that in mind, it actually makes this number seem higher. But it's uh, 29. 29 people die in this movie. That's higher than what I thought yeah, it would be, honestly. I, uh, knee-jerk reaction, it sounded low till I thought back on it going, that's actually high. It's like all the mercs die. All of the initial uh, government guys, when they first go after the bomb, die. They crash the helicopter with the the one guy that brought so many helicopters so many helicopters get blown up (laughs) and you know there was the team that took over the train they're now added to the to the 
team that had already died except for Travolta and Howie Long. I mean, really, they're the only two left from the original team. So, I mean, it adds up fast, I think. Um, and the two people that died right at the beginning, and he shot that one dude into the campfire. And then one, he gets yelled at going, get that out of there. We're going to be smelling that all night. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> So our body count this week is 29. So uh, I'm going to say that's, that's that's solid, solid body count. So oh, it's not that's higher than what I was thinking. There you so go. no, I, I'm right there, there with you. you. Very solid. All right. Well, that just means now we get to pick our favorite one in our kill of the week. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. Nate, what's your kill of the week this oh. week? So I deliberately didn't even mention it the whole if time you... while we've been recording. You're going to say the one I'm going to say, because I purposely didn't talk about it either. Let's see. There is a moment where there is a helicopter directly above a train. Yes! And yes! the propeller, they bring it down, and yes! it hits a dude in the chest. You see the blood fly and him get knocked back, and it was so awesome. Just a, a He's a mindless thug. He, he's a nobody that gets hit by this helicopter. Best kill ever. <laughs> Let's give these guys a haircut is exactly what the guy says as they lower the helicopter at these two. And the one guy ducks and doesn't tell his buddy. <laughs> and he gets Stick sliced <laughs> by a helicopter propeller. Yes. Same kill of the week. I was. It's another one of those where I was like, I don't even know how you pulled this off. Cause like you see the blade moving pretty fast. Yeah. You see it actually make contact into the chest you have the blood ready to go because it's going not everywhere but like it's like a decent amount of blood it's, it's for the 90s gory. For it is, is pretty you know? gory yeah and you have that stunt man being flung back like so i the way i looked at it was when i saw the scene yeah you had the helicopter coming in but the shot of him getting hit my guess is it's uh, they have just a propeller by itself that is they're they're controlling that they can oh, get it shot it. right and he gets hit and then the next shot is from behind him when he flies off so that you can get the look of the helicopter on the other side of the train car and the stunt man falling backwards so the way and again it's a john woo way of doing it he can look at how things need to be like blocked out and shot that it works and it sells it so well but I love it. And then it just makes me like love the whole John Woo thing again, where he comes up with these weird ways to use the environment is when uh, Samantha, they're being held at gunpoint on the train beside the little helicopter. And the guy holds the gun out and she smacks the rotor blade and it knocks the gun out of the guy's hand on the that other was side. Just good. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I like that. That was cool. So Awesome. We have another matching kill of the week, Nate. It's a damn good kill. <laughs> I, I purposely didn't reference that so I could bring it up in this. I mean, I really did. I was like, yeah, this was good. I thought maybe Max, but I was like, nah, we can't. We can't give Max that kind of. Nah, like Max may just be disabled as well. <laughs> Well, he would have blown up in the well, train. No, he would have blown up in the train. But no, he's Max, damn it. I survived. Max. Don't you know anything about me? My name's Max. I live through train explosions. And hammers to the head. 
hammers to the head. Uh, I'll be back for Broken Arrow 2. You'll see. You know, the fact that we never saw Travolta's body in the wreckage, I was half like, they could do a sequel. I'd be I'd yep. be there. Travolta and Max wanting their revenge. I'd be there for the sequel of this. <laughs> It'd be like Hard Target 2, though, where like it's a direct video. Nothing's related to anything. That movie doesn't it exist. Just, a nuke doesn't even get stolen in it for some reason. I, it's still I love Broken Scott. Arrow. I love Scott Atkins, but that movie doesn't exist. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's who's <laughs> in it. I can't remember. But no, you got uh, John Travolta survived. Max somehow rolled out of the train car before it exploded. And then after all the credits are run on this movie, we see Howie reach his hand up out of the river. <laughs> Yes, broken All arrow. All three of them somehow survive. <laughs> Max is wearing like a fam of the opera type mask that covers where the big boo boo is on his head yes. from where the hammer hit him. <laughs> Travolta has to wear like an armored girdle, which I'm pretty sure he wears now. But anyway. he's actually in like the wheelchair from Wild Wild West that Good Beer Bad Movie oh. Night just covered. <laughs> they put John Travolta's brain in Howie Long's body. So it's not yeah. it's body off. It's the mix of broken arrow and face off. I'm gonna put my body inside of his. No, that's not what it means. It's not what it means. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. That's a totally different movie. All right, man. Let's let's rate this bad boy. All right, Nate. You revisited this. You can't rate it like you did slugs last week. Nope, I can't. Um, to me, this is a 5.5. It would be higher yeah. if if it wasn't Travolta. Two different <laughs> leads. Yeah, like really. You like you give me two different leads. <laughs> um, I probably would have enjoyed this more. <sighs> I'm glad I revisited. I am. Like, I, I was kind of dreading it. But it's John Woo, man. I, there was John no Woo. way I knew you were going to hate it. A bad this. John Woo movie is still a good John Woo movie. Like a good movie. It's not, kind of. it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's all the stunt works. It's all the practical yeah. effects, all the explosions. Like there's so much of that that works. And this isn't like a John Woo movie, like paycheck where the studio is kind of like, well, He's not making the returns like he used to. Yeah. And, you know, it's cut the budget more and more. No, I don't know. No, I, I, it's like Kevin Smith said, it's a fitting name for that movie. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I enjoy, I enjoy the hell out of this movie, but I, there's things I can't, you know, defend on this. It's like, yeah, it, uh, it ain't the greatest. It's not John Woo's best. It's really not even John Travolta and Christian Slater's best, but everything works. I love the effects in this movie. It is a nonstop action movie, which high praise for that already. It's a different kind of action yeah. movie because like when you think John Woo, you are thinking nonstop gun battles the whole time. I mean, this is And the fact that this one doesn't really do it and like when it does that is a lower body count compared to other John Woo movies. You yeah, know? yeah, no. Although I don't know, I don't think I don't think Hard Target was this high. I think Hard Target was actually still less. I thought that was still in the fifties. Uh I don't know. I don't think it got into the fifties. Someone go back and re-listen to that episode for us, and then let us know what our body count was. You can email that number to us at gmbmampod at gmail dot com. But 
That's right. I'm not going to go back and listen to my own episode that I've already listened to once before. I, I'll i never progress as a human being. I'll admit when I when, when I tried to start a uh, notebook at the beginning of the year and I <laughs> I don't know where that book ended up. But um, no, I think my uh, I think my Ali Ong score is going to be a seven. I think seven suits it for. That means you think it's a, a good movie. I think it's right there in the you, You're an average. I give it higher marks because it is. I do love John Travolta in this. I know you've got, yeah, like more that nostalgia love with it too compared to me. Yeah, uh, I got it at the right I, time. I went in thinking like, oh boy, this is going to be like a three. Like, nah, I'm I, not going to enjoy this. I honestly, I mean, it would have to be a movie you absolutely either have never seen, and I know it's kind of out there for you to get an action movie that's a three. It's like I'm not going to purposely pick bad movies unless it's a gimmick we're doing for the show and we're both prepared. Um, yeah, and we usually don't. We try not to do gimmicks. It's just sometimes like we fall into, oh, well, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Although space was our gimmick, and I had a blast in space. And we did. No, we, space was a gimmick, but that was fun. I figured this was a nice little bring us back down. So we go from space to a, a stealth bomber. Now we're back on Earth. So it went space. This is true. Stealth yeah. bomber train. Now we have landed and we are good to go. <laughs> The feet are on the ground. That's right. Again. We are on terra firma now. So, uh, do you have? <laughs> is, did anyone have anything bad to say about this movie, Nate? They did, but this was funny. This was like one of the harder ones to find because there were so many where it was a one sentence review. <laughs> okay, like there was a lot more of that. Like I did a lot of digging. I was like, okay, so I got a one sentence review. We're going to get done and out of the way. I like it. Because I had to at least pick one. Oh, I'm fine with this. And I got another Okay, one. well, All I'm right. going to give you your drop now. Please do. I'm the trash man. I come out, I throw trash all over, the, all over the ring. And then I start eating garbage. And then I pick up the trash can and I... Oh, that's going to be a disaster. All right, Nate. A disaster, you say. Uh. Much like Dustin did back in 2012, where he gave this half a star out of five. Ouch. That's it. He says, and I quote, yeah. ain't it cool? John Travolta asked in this film. No, not really. <laughs> that was his one sentence. That was his one sentence. I, and be, I, ne- I didn't bring this up, but since that was Dustin's thing, um, the ain't it cool website that you know, does a lot of uh, articles and reviews and stuff. This movie is where they got that. They're the name of their website was are you yeah, serious this is this is oh, where damn. ain't it cool got started was would have never yep. never guessed that one ain't it cool news and travolta says a All lot right. of pulp fiction uh lines in this movie too i said <laughs> yeah. <God> damn <laughs> <laughs> he even steals one of slater's lines from heathers yeah i can't remember which one but it was like if they can't, oh, uh, yeah, there's if that. they can't take a joke f them was that what yeah. it was yeah something along those yeah. lines so I wanted to find one from way back in the day. So I actually found one from 1998 Ooh, from Dante, okay. who called it phenomenally bad. One star out of ten. I see what he did there. I see what he uh-huh. did there, too. Uh-huh. Back in 98, uh, he was a little clever, a little ahead of everyone else, aren't you, Dante? He's not quite sass action, though. <laughs> no, not quite. Not quite. I should have seen if he had a review for this. I imagine that Travolta really stole three nuclear bombs and used one to blow some enormous hole in the plot. 
This is possibly the most ludicrous, badly written, unbelievable, and totally predictable piece of crap that is currently masquerading as a movie. As soon as you hear you're going on a test run with two live nuclear weapons, you can turn it off. It usually irks me when people can't suspend their disbelief for a movie, but there are limits. Of course they never explain why the pilots are going on a routine test flight with two nukes, as that would require some script writing ability. And it is clear that that was more conspicuously missing than the two nukes were. Man, I was really fixated on the nukes and why they were doing a test run with them. They explain why they did the test run with the nukes. I say, I thought they yeah, did. They they literally explain why they're giving them live nukes to run with. Back in 1998, someone pulled out their flip phone and was on their internet looking up ringtones to buy instead of watching the plot. Was that on poopshoot.com? Is that where you found that? Moviepoopshoot.com. Moviepoopshoot.com. That guy was playing Snake on his Nokia, not paying attention <laughs> to it, the movie. Man. That's it. Uh, all right. Well, those, those, those are good trash opinions. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, they were, they were yeah. bad. That was harder to find than I thought it was going to be. That's usually a good thing for me. So, bravo. Pat on my back for <laughs> picking Broken Arrow this week. So, all right, everybody. Well, thanks for checking out this episode of Broken Arrow. Uh, we got Nate to finally rate a Travolta movie a bit higher. Um, I didn't bash on him as you much really as I didn't. did you, from Paris. Uh, guys, um, let's don't. I was trying to approach this one differently. Yeah. Thankfully, set pieces saved the day. Set pieces and choreography, and you know how you know yep. the, the effects. You know, bravo to the effects team on this one for sure. So, all right, uh, and as everybody heard the little teaser in the commercial, you now kind of know the next action movie we're going to jump into. I'm really looking forward to that one. I think it's going to be fun. Very excited for that one and a, a first for an action hero. He hasn't been on the show yet, so it'll yep. be our first ones of his. So look forward to that. Um, Depending on when this comes out, you should have heard at least one interview and we have another one coming up. So we will have announcements on all of our social medias. Speaking of which, you should be following us over at Give Me Back My Action Movies and Give Me Back My Horror Movies on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, all those places. And as I've stated twice in the show already, but it tickles Nate when I do is come, you know, send us an email over at G M B M A M P O D at gmail.com. And I made a promise that I wasn't going to read it on the one he was on, but now I have to read it on the one he's not. We promise to always read the emails. Pete, our other co-host over at the, uh, give me back my horror movies channel has been so far the only one that emails us anymore. And we did receive an email in regards to our request from our space journey. And he says, I really like the space theme last month. I think Leprechaun in space should be an annual event. Uh, no, Nate has already <laughs> Nate put the kibosh on that immediately. Um, it's probably gonna be the last time I ever watched Leprechaun four in space. <laughs> yeah no i i can see that i don't I, I can't tell you when i'll probably ever watch it either unless i do a marathon yeah, of them. It's, not, it's not gonna become a yearly thing no no, no no and the fact that our our other host is the only one that emails us 
Yeah, which is why I'm like I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna read him when he's on there now. So just... we have listeners in South Carolina. They 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 don't email us. I'd like to know who you are, how you found out about us. And, Mar- no and Maryland, just, just us an email. yeah, we want and Maryland, Maryland listeners. See you. Send us an email. Um. So yeah, and uh, as all read the word, rate us on Spotify, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please do. We haven't pushed that for a little bit. We need yeah. some ratings and some reviews to really know how you feel. If if it's mean, I don't don't write it. Okay, I got I got tender feelings, you know. I don't I don't like that stuff. Email it to us. <laughs> you can email it to me. Just don't put it out there. Make it real personal. Get you you can direct it right at me in the email. That's fine. Or yeah. Nate or Pete. He's he's on the other show, so you can email Pete our our email address, and then we'll read that one. <laughs> I'll read it multiple times. I don't care. But uh, and as always, please go check out all the other shows on the Give Me Back My Podcast Network. Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, Monster Movie Stomp Down, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, I Know You Hear Me with Flynn Hendricks, and Tales from the Haunt with Flynn Hendricks and Just Jeff. Nate, I, th- I, th- I think that does it, man. Whew, I think we covered everything. Our, uh, our marathon really no recording. Really coming up in July or August, so. No, but I think uh, we have some amazing movies coming up. I think everyone's going to enjoy them. I really yeah, do. We've got some really cool stuff that's going to be coming down the pipeline. RobCon's coming up in September, yes. and I think we're all going to be there. I, so. I don't think Pete's going to make it. Pete's going to be out of town, but Nate will be yep. with me. Uh, Jimmy from Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. Uh, Wolfie D from the Wolfie Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. And Sludge from Monster Movie Stompdown will be there. So we'll have the majority of the network represented at the show um we'll we'll push some good beer bad movie stuff for pete just just to be nice oh definitely yeah. Yeah. so uh yeah the keep keep uh keep an ear out for all those as we get closer we'll announce them and uh yeah there we go thank you so much everyone do you want to give us the good word charlie ain't it cool Okay, Mr. John Travolta hater. You know, you're like, I don't know how many more John Travolta movies we can cover. I mean, we obviously have to cover Face Off, right? Well, yeah, we got Face yeah. Off. And then after that, like, Pulp Fiction is in action. We, we, can do, we can do Pulp Fiction. We could do Carrie. That's horror. Swordfish. I really like Swordfish with, with Hugh right, Jackman. It's been a long time since I've seen then it. I'm gonna, I yep, you're going to have to watch that one. So we're going to do. What about The Punisher okay, with right. Thomas Jane? I actually like I that I do one. like that one. I, th- I think he he's a turd in that movie, but I do well, he's like a, that again. One. He's a bad guy. We can do this. Well, yeah, no, I mean, just just Travolta himself is a giant walking turd he, in that he movie. Not, he's not a he's not a turd, man. Oh no, no. Yeah, you could even see the piece of corn. There's no corn in John Travolta. Would you please just <laughs> quit being mean to John Travolta, man? Just just that's enough. Never. That's a, no. That's enough. Stop it.